dark side. Light this bitch up. up everybody my name is james d fiore and this is black Bull. i think that we are going to have a fun show today and the reason why is because my guest not only someone that i consider a friend but today's been kind of a magical day all the stars were either aligning or dying and we'll get to that in a second um, but I would like to welcome to the show my friend. Her name is Karima Sad. Karima, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. We, uh, we're a little bit late starting tonight because technology has not serviced anybody ever except to make me very angry. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I just want to say two things um, before we start. Let's start off with a little bit of small talk. Um, first, I've been taking baths lately, and I've never taken baths before. Like, I'm a shower guy. Mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Baths are nice. I, I am an advocate for the bath. Yes. Bath time is like you get enveloped in the shit. You don't feel like water is like just trying to fucking, you know, like fall on you and whip you around and stuff. Um, it gets in all the contours, right? <laughs> you seem like you have a very violent shower head. Um, I but do. yes, it's very violent. <laughs> That's the good <laughs> word for it. Sometimes it falls off and it's like a fucking fire hose. Like you got to try to fucking <laughs> catch out of the air. But the other thing is that um, you can like watch stuff when you're in the bath. I, I never even connected it with like just mm-hmm. relax. Like I relaxed and I watched Snowden for some reason. <laughs> the movie Snowden. Um, That's a choice. Yeah. That's a choice. So bath time uh, is good. Yeah, go ahead. Uh-oh. Karima has a frozen problem right now on my uh, on my end. Um, while we wait for Karima's uh to, to go unfrozen. And by the way, the greatest frozen pose of all time. In fact, I'm going to now post that <laughs> on Twitter because I can. Um, the idea... Oh, there she is. There she is. There she is. There you are. There you are. Okay. You're back. You're, you're a little frozen. You're, you're a little wonky with your internet today. It just keeps on going from green to red. I don't understand why. I've been having a normal day up until right now. But I was asking whether you use bath bombs. Have you gotten into that yet? My, I get them for my kids. And I have, <laughs> I have a picture of my son. I don't know which one it was. But I walked because I bought him a whole assortment. Actually, to be totally honest, um, a friend of mine who works at a cosmetic store sent them to me. He was gracious enough to send them to me for Christmas. And I gave them to my kids. Um, and They were intended for them, I think. And... Uh, but one of them, I walk in, and it looked like he was bathing in beer. Oh. Yeah, like it was, the, that's the color the bath bomb made. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a little bit sus. Yeah, I don't like that. I thought it would be, like, um, an interesting, uh, like, like if he could pull off an Irish accent, I was ready to do, like, a bit. But, um, but his <laughs> Irish accent was like, hey, daddy. Like, it was, it, <laughs> it wasn't Irish at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think he knows what Irish is. Um, but he's Italian, so he doesn't care anyways. Um, but anyways, the, the idea of, um, that whole idea of, of hiring people to like say happy birthday to a friend, I've seen some really amazing applications of that lately. And I just wanted to start off with something that, um, 
that happened. Something tragic happened today, but let's lead off with this. Hey, Chris, Jerry Springer here. Uh, I just heard from Karima, and she says she's in a dispute with you. Uh, apparently, she made fun of your antics uh, when you were added to Canada's no-fly list, and uh, you apparently don't like uh, the idea that, uh, you know, people have to wear masks so other people don't get sick. Um, anyway, she, uh, she would love to debate you at any time. Um, Look, I, I'm going to assume that you and her, you're both of good character because I checked, I checked my records and uh, I can tell you this, neither of you uh, have ever been on my show. And that, of course, is a sign of good character. Good man, that would be awful being on the show. Uh, but anyway, she does want to debate you and um, it, it's a big issue. But, you know, if the rule is wear masks and if that can save lives, why not do it, you know, in any event? Take care of yourself and each other. Yeah, the most ironic catchphrase of all time, given that it was said at the end of his show. Um, but but Jerry Springer <laughs> passed away today. I was, mm -hmm. I, you know, what's funny is that he he said it's a true test of character that you were not on his show. I um, was so enamored with the idea that my stepmother was the offspring of the devil himself that I called the Jerry Springer show. Um, cause they used to like in the nineties, you used to, you could call and leave. I remember. Yeah. yeah. So I left a message and just gave them my stepmother's greatest hits. Producer called me back, asked me to be on the show. No, really? Yeah. I was like, fuck that. I'm not doing it. I just wanted to know for my own sense. I'm like, no, this is as <laughs> fucked up as I think it is. Right. So I called the Jerry Springer show and they were like, oh, well, can we get your stepmother on? Do you know, want us to do it for you? Cause she doesn't like you. And I'm like, fuck off. like I'm not going on the show. Were they going to fly you? Yeah, they wanted me to be on the show with my stepmom, and I was just like, I, I only did it because I wanted to see. I understand that. Yeah, my yeah, yeah. Real life is crazy as as I think it is, um, but that was I've seen so many funny um, applications for that. Like I saw this guy, he's like, uh, I think Brent from the network knows him, uh, uh, the, the the tour manager Brent there. Uh, he, he uh, oh, what the hell's his name? The Spear guy. <laughs> Edge. My memory sucks now. No, the the, the Spear podcast, that one. Oh, oh, okay. Anyways, um, whatever it is, uh, but they, but they were at a show, and I guess he's a behind-the-scenes guy. I don't know if he's the PA or whatever. But anyways, he he walks on stage, and those the Island Boys were giving him a shout out for his birthday. <laughs> so people, <laughs> people like buy the most whack like cameo appearances for their buddies on on their birthday, which is hilarious. I tried to get another one for Chris Guy. Actually, I tried getting uh, the wrestler Enzo Amore, who I think really resembles him in a lot of ways. Um, but he did not, uh, he, he was not on top of his cameo game. So it, like the request expired and then I just moved on with my life. Yeah. It's like, is it for like the Kurt Cameron level stars of the world? Like, is that what cameo is? Like, I don't know who that is. So yes, I think, yes, the answer to that is yes. With, with the odd exception. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like the sea listers, right? That's what, that's where the dragon's den guy. Um, or is it dragon's den? The one whose wife killed with the boat there. Um, yeah. he was charging like $950. Yeah. Wife. Yeah. I, I don't think yeah. there's any, can we just say like, listen, I don't know what happened on that boat. All right. I don't know. It's very tragic circumstances. I don't see O'Leary, um, letting his wife drive the boat. I just don't. 
I, I see O'Leary as being like, I'll take care of it, honey. Cigar out of his mouth. What? What'd you say? And then someone screams, and then he's like, you got to do it because oh, no. my blood alcohol level was too high. Like, you know, I, I could just see that. I don't know. I'm not saying yeah. it happened. Allegedly. It's a plausible scenario. Let me ask you a question before we get into some stuff here. Um, if, if you know someone's trying to serve you, um, and say they send an email, and you see the, the sender, and you just delete it mm -hmm. um and say uh the court <laughs> hypothetically say the court services person has called you i don't know three times and uh, are asking you to go to the, where their office is to pick it up and you're like i don't even know who you are please don't call here anymore because i can't prove that you heard you say i'm not going to drive 45 minutes blah. and then you get something in the mail and you just write on it return to center <laughs> are you allowed to do those things well, you know, hypothetically, I wouldn't put it on a podcast necessarily. Um, hypothetically, but... it's all hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it, like if, if someone knows that they're going to be served and then they are deliberately looking to evade that, um, the person who's taking them to court does have the option of requesting a substitute form of service. So depending on what level of court and what types of documents we're talking about, um, there are different requirements for service. And, you know, sometimes it needs to be done personally. Um, and if, if, it, if that's not feasible for whatever reason, and the person can establish, well, we know that it's coming to their attention, um, you know, They've been avoiding it, and we'd like to use this alternate method, which isn't strictly allowed for in the rules, but an exception can be made because we know that they know, and they're just avoiding it. Um, that's a possibility. Hypothetically, but the onus is on them. Hypothetically, yeah. I think um, it's worth jumping through that hoop, and I think they should have to hypothetically send that alternative. I, I'm just saying. I, I, it... Well, I mean, that costs money for them to do. They could try to recover some of that but good luck finding you <laughs> that's right okay um I, the reason why i'm mentioning that and i'm gonna just do the oh i'm just gonna do the video here now i'm really sorry i'm gonna apologize right off the top for letting you know that my favorite part of this video is the last 10 seconds <laughs> <laughs> no that's legit i'm not gonna spoil it but <laughs> let's just say that if you're your cameraman and you uh, because of how you document it's unscripted so it is sort of like guerrilla filmmaking. And there are moments in guerrilla filmmaking that you cannot set up and that you cannot produce or direct. And we're about to see that. Um, don't set it up though, because you can, you can let us know what we just watched at the end, because I think that story is a lot longer than the clip. So um, they're after you, camera. Just be nice, respectful. Can we just can I can I just say shout out to that dog because he, even he don't like her, you know? <laughs> He's just like, eh, God, do I have to be seen with you? <laughs> Hi, John. Hi. This is for you. Oh, thank you. Thanks very much. So, um, she is. The dog wants to come with you. That's it. Please help me. <laughs> you don't understand what it's like. You just served her papers. I, I, I gotta live with her. Can you please help? 
<laughs> there's like a metaphor there that hasn't been written yet i don't know what it is about that but it's like you okay uh here you go and she's like oh my god thank you my dog loves you more than me and then as you're walking away in your diva coat a plane just takes off and just like your cameraman is just like oh hell yeah b-roll footage without having to cut oh yeah <laughs> All of that what did we just see and who was that person well, that was Jennifer Evans. Um, she is a local Toronto serial entrepreneur, philanthropist of sorts, um, and she's made a hobby of defaming me online. Um, so, you know, for oh, the past, yeah. Can you be more specific? <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's 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 much of the same nonsense that a lot of people defame me with. Her. Yeah. I remember she's the narcissist one that's just like me, 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 me. That's me, most me, of me. them. But yes, yeah. in particular, yes. Yeah. Um, and and so I, in in March, had served um, electronically a cease and desist letter um, saying, stop, <laughs> basically, um, cut it out. And that was not adhered to. In fact, uh, she doubled down on her defamation. And so, you know, enough is enough. Um, and this is just the the second of probably a few others that will roll out um, where I'm ready to take it to court and let's hold people to their words because Twitter is not some sort of wild west where the law doesn't apply. Um, the law still applies. And especially if you can be connected to the account that you're using, um, which is very plain and obvious in, in this particular case, um, but you can be held liable. Um, and, you know, the test for defamation is not super high. And uh, I don't know that people are aware of that, but they'll learn. Um, what is it about social? Are, are there laws that need to catch up to the phenomenon of social media when it comes to libel, slander, and all that kind of stuff? I don't, I don't know what the I know there's a difference between the two things uh, is libel when you write it and slander when you say it. She froze again and we're just going to wait till she comes back. It'll be any minute. We know how it works on restream. I hope she comes back. There is a, um, there we go. She's back. I'm telling you, she's right there. Karima. There you are. You're back. I don't know what's happening, but it's okay. Um, libel and slander. Is libel when you write it and slander when you say it? Did you hear me? Can you hear me? Um, sorry, James. I think the question that I heard is, yeah, do, do the laws need to catch up? Is that, is that yeah, the like is it? And is libel when you uh, write it and slander when you say it? Is that how that works? Correct. Um, that, that's basically it. Libel is in written form, um, but they're both types of defamation. Um, because I'm talking about tweets here, it's, it is libel because they're obviously in writing. Um, 
the law to some degree is kind of starting to catch up. Um, Ontario recently recognized, like in, in the last year or two, um, the tort of online harassment. Um, right. So that that's brand new. Um, and it, it borrows a little bit from case law in the US and abroad, uh, but is a, a step forward, kind of a high test to meet. Um, but having it there is, is at least a form of recourse that's available. Um, and then there are kind of on the criminal side, I, I think that it's quite far behind um, mm -hmm. and mostly focused on online activity that involves like revenge porn or things of an intimate nature as opposed to just harassment or, you know, like more garden mill variety. Um, so, so there is probably still a gap. And I think that in interpreting laws, um, a challenge is where the decision maker, like the judge or uh, typically a judge, uh, isn't familiar with social media platforms um, and just doesn't like it. Because the simple solution, and I hear this all the time, is we'll just block them, just block them and it's fine. Um, but oftentimes that doesn't actually resolve the problem um, and it can continue. You can still have, you know, being tagged, for example, um, or just have someone screenshotting you from behind a block and continuing, right? And, and at what point does public discourse, um, you know, cross that line into harassment or tortious activity? Well, you know, it, it's very fact dependent, but um, I don't move forward with a case unless I, I think that it's warranted. Yeah, I, I've always like because when I uh, sometimes I I mean I don't know why people choose this uh, to to um, label people things when they're angry, but I, I there, there's there's just like three or four things that I cannot stand. Uh, like it literally makes me feel like Marty McFly in Back to the Future when someone calls him chicken, I just lose it. Right? Um, when people call, and not just me, when they call people that I know and love like pedophiles, racists. Um, transphobic because it's another one that's like there are clear transphobes and there are clear people who are just have a couple questions and they're like I, is it like the mechanism doesn't make sense to me when because like social media has a way to blast out those horrible accusations a million times worse than if someone like holds a stupid press conference and is like that official is corrupt and then that guy gets like a libel notice Mm -hmm. But why is that? Like, why, why can people with basic impunity just be like, you're a fucking pedophile? Like, wh why are people allowed to do that? It's not so much allowed, although I think that it has been normalized. Um, and, and part of it is the barriers to actually um, dealing with it, right? Um, so if you are, are looking at defamation from an anonymous account, already that is challenging because you may not be able to tie a person to that identity and it, it the social media companies are reticent i think to assist in identifying people even where there's fairly egregious harassment it has to cross the line to threats of violence basically for anyone to care 
Um, so, so it's, it's hard to get someone or find out who they are. And even if you do find out who they are, okay, well, where do they live? Right. So that's another hurdle, um, in order to be able to, to serve them. And, and hypothetically, then, they could be just avoiding you the whole time. <laughs> hypothetically. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, so there's all sorts of barriers and obstacles to formal legal recourse, um, you know, that impede access to justice. Um, and that then it creates or enhances this environment where there's apparently impunity because we can't, you know, no one's doing anything. No, it, it it's fine. We're all good. Um, and and you, it, there's maybe an element of groupthink to it as well, where so-and-so said this and it's fine. So it must be true because nothing's happened to them. So I'm just going to repeat it. Um, and that's kind of the... Like it, it, it becomes a almost a bonding mechanism between like yeah. people in online networks who are trying to it's like form a community. Very much so. Yeah. Um, they could um, conceivably, I think that new laws uh, surrounding the specific um, broadcasting of social media uh, originating like libelous statements could help save social media. You know, like because social media to me, um, it's a it's a bully pulpit. It's a it's a the smoking area in the schoolyard. You know what I mean? Like it's the cool kids and the nerds and, and all that stuff. And, and it's really just the worst of um, of us, the arrested development part of us that still lives in high school. And, and I f find it very discouraging. I feel like these types of cases like. People are going to accuse you, obviously, because that's what they do of, uh, oh, this is so frivolous. And what about what she does when she just walks? <laughs> you know, um, and, and I think, you know, that that's definitely going to happen. But the, because it's such a cesspool, I feel like if people were like, um, first of all, the, the anonymity thing um, bothers me still. Because mm -hmm. I feel like that is a trend from when we're young. That's an alias. It's like your rapper name. It's like, why are we doing this, right? Like, we don't need an avatar name. We, this is my name. That would solve a lot. Um, and then, you know, uh, the, the idea that you can actually get in legitimate trouble if you call someone a pedophile or a racist when clearly they are not either of those things. Do you agree? Or do you think that, and, and do you think that we, well, is this like a utopian thought I'm having right now or? No, no. And I, I think that there are probably trends toward what you are saying um, for precisely the reason that it's off-putting um, for people who want to have real conversation, real dialogue to be subjected to insults or slurs or what have you from people hiding behind fake names, um, right? Because it's not an even playing field. Um, especially where you have anonymous accounts that, you know, who, whose sole existence centers on attacking real people. Um, and then, you know, we have it like the idea of doxing comes in, right? And, oh, you're trying to dox me. This is my private account. But like, you don't have a right to anonymity, especially not when you're invoking a real person's name and reputation and trying to disparage it, right? Key keyboard uh, warrior is not a protected class. No, no. And, you know, I, I think that it, accountability, like it can't come from only one source, but um, I, I think it's something that we 
it's in short supply. Um, and to the extent that I can deliver some of that, uh, I, I, my name is my business. So of course I, I'm going to defend it. Yeah. And, and as you should, are, are, have you received, uh, what kind of blow? Cause I've seen the, I've seen two of your videos now where you're serving people who have allegedly harassed you online. Um, it looked like it from where I'm standing that they did. And, uh, and I'm wondering how, how long do these cases take? And have you received any blow? I forget about that for that's a boring question. I, I, I want to really know about the blowback and what kind of blowback you went. Cause do they smarten up? Do they double down? Do they get their minions to go after you, the flying monkeys? Like what happens usually? Um, well, I, I think the, the two questions that you asked, they kind of work together. Um, so it, it in small claims, um, which is where I have mercifully taken people um, as opposed to taking them to the superior court, which I could as well. Um, you're looking at a settlement conference. It's supposed to be within 90 days, but there's backlog. So let's say within several months. Um, and that's a mandatory phase of the process. Um, kind of the reaction that people have, it, it depends. Um, some double down, others go silent, but you know continue to sort of engage in questionable behavior um, as it relates to me, uh, either in sort of the comments that they are interacting with or retweeting or engaging with. Um, in, in today's case, um, the uh, defendant chose to republish some of the defamatory statements. Um, smart. Yeah. Smart. yeah. And sorry, my cat was just running across the table there. I love your cat. As you know. yeah. <laughs> um, and kind of has, has said that her lawyer has suggested to file with a criminal harassment countersuit, which isn't a thing, right? Like criminal harassment is separate from like a civil action. So it, it sounds like there has yet to be advice actually properly dispensed. Um, but it's kind of predictable what the feedback is, right? From people who don't want to see accountability, they're going to attack it. Um, well, this is, you know, pointless. Oh, this is small fry. This is intimidation. I've heard the term legal harassment used before. And that's very silly um, because this is actually the proper way to adjudicate this kind of dispute. Um, Can you tell me what the, the, the main... Um statement that she made um that that made you like okay this is enough i can't take this anymore uh, it's actually one that you had an exchange with um regarding the death of a um uh, oh, an unhoused story. person right yes. yeah the Sorry, swarming of teenagers story. yeah it was so these teenagers swarmed um and then the person died um and somehow i was blamed for that um which That's is right patently absurd, but would absolutely lower my reputation um, in sort of the eyes of someone who saw that and took it at face value. Um, so that's a component of it. Um, there's a couple, a couple of months, other, but it's been a couple of months, but I think I said to her something like um, she said something. I'm like, said the person who just accused Karima of being an accessory to the people who swarmed and killed a unhoused person or something like that. Like, it, it was just so, it was so, patently ridiculous what basically what they were doing is they're saying that there was some sort of like viable connecting tissue between you going to that uh tent um what, what was it what was that place called where like all the homeless people were in tents 
Uh, well, the, I mean, th those are encampments, but um, yes. specifically Clarence Square, which is where I live, um, and, you know, encounters with people who I've seen or dealt with at rallies and just things that were off, and I observed it and talked about it, um, yeah. but the likelihood of Anyway, we don't need to get into the specifics right. it's of it. Just the idea but... that you could influence then these complete people you've never even met before to do that. Like you were dehumanizing them to the point that a bunch of teenagers thought it was okay for them to kill one. Right, like which that, is, that, yeah. It's so insane. <laughs> and the tweet it itself says words have consequences, um, which I think was kind of ironic. Um, but anyway, so that that was, you know, that one upset me. Um, but it, it's really more the pattern of just ongoing defamation that needs to be curbed. Um, and, and I hope that, you know, taking steps means that it's dealt with properly and, and taken seriously. Um, and if it's not, then it'll be for a judge to decide. Yeah, there is. Um, you, you attract a really interesting swath of of haters like your haters they're quite an eclectic group. Like you would want a dinner party with such eclecticism. <laughs> I would not attend that dinner party. A hundred percent hard pass. Oh my I God. I would cook for that dinner party. That would be dope. <laughs> that, that would be, it would end in a food fight, like in a hook. You remember when all the kids are just throwing shit at each other. <laughs> um, but yeah, it would just, uh, because, and, and we've, we've talked about this a bunch before, but I, it's worth like being redundant about because the, I, the, the, the notion that a lot of us have, in fact, the vast majority, I would say probably as much as 70%, give or take, are, are in that moderate middle. A bunch of that 70% are apathetic, a bunch are not. And, and that's where we live because the yahoos on the left and the right are fucking crazy sometimes. And they, and they, and they are ideological and they are extreme and often they're ignorant. And I've been saying this for like a decade, but I, because I like to place myself in this category, I think that you do it in a, in a way that is just uh, different and better than, than how I do it. I, I just happen to feel that way. It is literally your brand is to be rational. And um, the idea that both of these fringes hate you is, a, uh, is, an, is, is sort of an indication, it is an indication that you are doing the right thing. <laughs> That somehow, along the way, if if the two piles of ideological opposites can't stand you, <laughs> well done. Thank really. you. Do you feel that way? And do you think that um, that should be like it, it, it is? It is. It's been my brand. I don't really think it's my brand anymore. It's my brand in the sense that I'll talk to anyone, but it's your brand in the sense that like you 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 have a focus on a principle. And whether or not that principle pisses off one side or the other, it's still your principle and you will not waver. And I love that. But do you think that that, that it almost feels like the education system or, or J school sometime in the future will be all about that, about how if you are principled and rational, you don't have to worry about the fringe and maybe that middle will grow. I don't really know what I'm spitballing here, but do you mm -hmm. understand like what I'm saying? I do. And I think that, you know, of the 70 percent, um, it, it's a lot of suppression of voice, right? That happens there because if you're not with us, then you're against us and we see it all the time. Um, and that's just not healthy for society. Um, so it, people ask, you know, 
how do I align or why do I align the way I do? And it, it's it, the actual policy solutions, I think, that it, my views on that will constantly be evolving and developing as I hear and learn new things. Um, so that's kind of, it's besides the point. Um, what matters are the principles and the values. And then if you're able to stick to that, it's irrelevant. The rest of it falls into place. Um, so I feel really strongly about that. Um, and, you know, people will d disagree with that interpretation and it's fine. But nothing that I've ever done has led me to use tactics that are criminal in nature or tortious in nature. Um, and, you know, that type of behavior is what I expose actually. So, yeah. uh, is it ever, does, is it ever kind of a mind fuck when you approach like a new situation? Oh, don't want to do this. Cause then these people might think this don't want to do that. Cause these people might think that, or do you have to ignore all that noise and just like, there's that principle, fuck everything else and just walk towards it. I think I used to be more of what you just described, right? Where it's, how will this be perceived by others? Um, and it's been quite liberating, actually, to divest myself of expectations from random strangers who I don't respect. Um, and, and that's kind of what I have to remind myself. So as long as, you know, I'm not undermining anyone's inherent human dignity, because um, I think that's a, a hard line that, that shouldn't be crossed. Beyond that, it's I don't really care what your opinions are. Like you're mostly not qualified to actually have opinions, right? Like the internet is weird in that way because it's an equalizer where we're not actually equals. Um, you know, like we're equal as far as being humans who have inherent worth, fine. But apart from that, we're not equals. So I don't care. It's an interesting metaphor for um, something that, um, and I'm not name dropping here, you literally just reminded me of this, but of something that Noam Chomsky said to me the other day, which was that um, he talks about how the media will take something like climate change and the New York Times will put it on the front page that there are scientists that, um, that disagree that man-made climate change is real. And just by doing so is manufacturing the consent for the audience to um, listen to it as if it's a robust debate when it's not. It's like 98% mm -hmm. to two. Mm -hmm. And social media is sort of like that. It manufactures um, the enabling and the consent to destroy people because of the volume of voices saying destroy that person. But the substance is often on the other side, right? Like the, mm -hmm. so, so it has that, um, that falseness to it right off the bat. Like when people are... Um, you know, I don't want to use the J.K. Rowling thing because it just makes me mad. But um, but you know what I mean? Like when people are vilified and threatened like yourself, like I, I would say that you're kind of like a J.K. Rowling in a sense. And I'm not I'm not trying to make your life harder, but just the fact that like you have an opinion and a principle and you're just like, listen, I, there might be blowback, but I got I got to stick with this. But then the violence that often comes after that, when you piss off one or both of those groups, people can't deny that. They do, actually. They do deny that, even where there is video evidence in your face. Um, but that's that's a real problem. And it's partly why I am trying to take a stand where I can and I'm able to, um, to assert 
boundaries that are existing legal boundaries because unchecked, um, you know, it can influence people to behave in ways that are irrational and potentially dangerous. Um, there's this sort of, you know, hyping the group up, um, creation of boogeymen, um, you know, applying certain labels where, you know, they're a Nazi and it's okay to punch Nazis. And, yeah. you know, as as a nazi um and it's me sometimes which is absurd so like that's it's me you know sometimes, it's and i don't problem. know where they get this idea from <laughs> Fuck, i'm just kidding <laughs> i have a shame head, everybody um but i get called a nazi <laughs> once in a while I, I, I get called a lip you know you know you're doing your job well when monday you're a libtard and wednesday you're a nazi like it's just like yes yes i'm doing it for me it's the it's fascist the communist combo it's great yeah yeah the fascist one is weird like you're like the far it doesn't even i don't even want to dignify it it's so weird but also you are the cat's meow and this picture by the way that i stole from your video um it, it's making me want to get a cat because i'm so fucking lonely <laughs> right now oh <laughs> i have nobody here no no i'm not all sad about it I, I i joke about it but um i love that picture um you know for all the people that like talk about um how they hate cats I, I don't think you understand cats, right? Mm -hmm. Cat people and dog people, it's not a choice. You, you don't wake up one day and you're like, you know what? I'm a dog person. It doesn't work like that. You think it works like that because of the following. The cats and the dogs decide whether you're a cat and dog person. If you're one of those people where the cat runs up to you and rubs against your leg, even when you walk into a stranger's house, I'm sorry, but even if you're allergic, you're a fucking cat person. If you're one of those people where the dog looks at you and you can go like this and the dog will sit right away, you're a fucking dog person. I'm a decidedly a cat person and I wouldn't have it any other mm -hmm. way. And, uh, and, and I, I don't know why I'm saying this. Um, I just want to get a cat now. <laughs> just, that, that's what I'm looking. That's what I'm. Aiming I, for. I, what I love about cats is, you know, there's no BS, right? Like you earn yeah. their affection or attention. And if they're not into it, they're not into it and it's like the greatest boyfriend it. ever aloof clean <laughs> a cuddler when he needs to be a little vicious when he wants to you know like it's just you know in a good way i don't know i'm just spitballing again you want to come over and bring your cat I like, I... can you bring your cat over here <laughs> <laughs> I know it's quite a uh creep aside listen um uh, we'll have you back next week i want to know uh you know give me some updates with what's going on with this one you have two now right that are kind of making their way through the courts Two pending so far. Two pending so far. Well, listen, I, I wish you all the best. I hope people stop harassing you because I know that you're not the type of person that wants to do this. Like, it's not fun, um, you know, to, to serve people with papers. I'm sure you'd rather them not harass you. Um, but thank you for doing the work that you do, and, uh, and we'll have you back again soon. Thanks, James. Thank you. Have a good one. That is Kareem Asad, one of my favorite people. <sighs> so I'm going to get a cat. It's going to be a male cat. And it's not going to be like a kitten kitten. Like it's going to be like four or five months old. Because that's when they're just trying to discover themselves. And that's where I can really imprint. I don't know. And snuggles. I don't know what the fuck. Um, my other cat was the greatest cat ever. Dobby. Uh, I miss Dobby. He probably got eaten by a coyote. He, I, I didn't want him to be an outdoor cat. Um, the ex wanted him to be an outdoor cat. And I'm not trying to, like, be that guy, but I, I had created a rule that you don't leave the house empty 
unless the cat is inside. And I was at work, and the ex uh, did not get the cat inside and left the house uh, before putting the cat in. And then the cat just never came back. Um, and when I was like, did you, did you do the rule? She's like, it wasn't my rule. Dobby's rule. No, Dobby's dead. But um, maybe the coyote got a good meal. I don't know how to look at that. But anyways, I'm going to get a new cat, and I'm going to get the cat soon. And I can't fucking wait. And it'll be like, you know how Lachlan's dog is always there, and you can always see his nuts? I'm going to give my cat a perch right here, and my cat is just going to be, like, chilling and sleeping right there, and his little tail is going to curl in and out like that. And that's on my vision board. <laughs> it really is. Um, tomorrow's casual Friday. I don't know who's coming. And we'll see you next time on Black Ball. Black Ball. I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we we the perfect perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean, Dean Blundell, Blundell Network. Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because democracy, democracy is, is something, something you do. Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.